We welcome you to the Yanqing National Sliding Centre for doubles luge action. And it's a very fast affair. Two men, quite literally, dancing on a knife's edge. Well, actually, long steel blades called runners. The partners, locked into position, are committed to taking center stage for three incredibly intense minutes at up to 80 miles an hour. And while the soundtrack may not exactly make it to your Spotify favorites, its rhythm and steps are much closer to the heat of a crowded dance floor than the sub-zero Yenqing weather might lean on. On this episode from the games, doubles luge. It's anything but a slow dance. From NBC Sports, this is The Podium, a podcast about the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. I'm your host, Lauren Shahadi, coming to you every day from the ground with a unique angle on the performances that are carving what's possible on ice and snow. They say it takes two to tango, and our guest today knows all the steps. Burning up the dance floor, even when it happens to take the form of a mile-long strip of ice. Every track in the world is different. It has a different flow, different corners, it has a different style. It's kind of similar to ballroom dance, how you have like the tango, the Viennese waltz, all these like other dances, the salsa, and every track is essentially its own unique dance. Chris is a larger athlete after this long season, just really wanted to throw down some good fast times and enjoy himself, always focused on having fun. That's why he got into the sport. I know that's what he's looking to do here today in the next next couple days. My name is Chris Mazder. I represent the United States of America and I compete in luge. Uh, Chris, wonderful to have you with us. Uh, doubles luge has always fascinated me. I'm so curious how you end up stacked on a teammate going 60 miles per hour. So I grew up in northern New York, which is one of the coldest places in the country, believe it or not. Winter is four to six months out of the year. So if you don't really find something to do outside, you're going to go kind of crazy. So for me, that was sledding. I was also really fortunate where my friends and I at the time saw the movie Cool Runnings, uh, which is an classic. I hope that everyone listening understands exactly what that movie is and how much fun it appears to be to a child. But we were really fortunate because we lived about an hour away from Lake Placid, New York. And they just happened to have, I forget if it was like a Wednesday or Thursday night, but basically you could try bobsled. So there's a bunch of kids living in the neighborhood and the parents are like, great, we'll take turns bringing all of them up. So the problem with bobsled is you're only driving half the time. The other time you're sitting in the back, the line's really long, the turnover's slow, so you only get to drive one or two runs a night. So you go all this way for one or two runs a night. And being the hyperactive ADHD kid that I was, really disliked that. But there was this other sport that was a little higher up on the mountain, and if you ran from the bottom to where we started, I could get 10 runs a night. And to me, that sport was luge. Uh, it wasn't popular because Cool Runnings came out. Everyone wanted to do bobsled, but 
here I am. I just want to have fun. And that's really what got me into the sport. I hated lines. So doubles luge comes into my life a little bit later where you have to learn the skills of being a good luge athlete in general. So it wasn't until I was, I think I was 15, 16, where I had been doing singles for a couple years. I had some early on, like some decent success. And they're like, all right, let's try to, you know, put, put together a team. So I started out with this um, one athlete. Actually, I started out with Jason initially for like two runs. And then the coaches had uh, other plans to put a couple more teams together. So I slid with uh, partner Mike for two seasons. Uh, that didn't really work out. And then Jason and I kind of came back together um, when I was a little bit older. So I think we was like 17. And then we slid the rest of my juniors career together. So in doubles luge, you first have to learn how to do luge at first. And then they try to take two athletes that will fit well together. Um, the top athlete, like the top man who I am, you're, you're larger, you're, you're taller, because that's more aerodynamic, your body kind of like conceals uh, the bottom guy who's a little bit smaller. So that's how they pick who's going to be where on the sled. It really comes down to body size um, and weight is really important too because we're actually very top heavy. So our center of gravity is higher than a bobsled. So the top guy has to get his weight down the curves. Otherwise, you're going to flip into curves. So it is a, it's actually a really crazy sport. Um, at the Olympics, when you're watching it, they make it look very, very easy. But there's a lot of crashes. Essentially, as the top driver, I'm an airbag when we crash. Um, and that happened a lot this year. Oh gosh. Sorry to hear that. Who's responsible to not make the luge crash into the walls? Like, are, are you both steering or is there a, a different division of tasks? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, the roles and responsibilities of athlete, the bike of either athlete are totally different. So as the top driver, I can see where we're going. Um, I have the ability to do the really fine drives. I have handles that are connected to the bridges. So I can drive with my handles and my feet and my body weight. So I'm trying to really guide the sled down. Jason, who is in the back, he can't see. I am literally blocking him from like, so he cannot see it all. He has like peripherals, but you're really not seeing a whole lot. So he, his job is to create the stability in the sled where his shoulders are in contact with the sled, his body's in contact with the sled. So he's trying to stay relaxed and basically create the stability in the sled that I am driving from. Now, when we're going down, we can't talk to each other. It's too loud. It's too fast. So this 45-second run is well choreographed, where we both know the track, we both know uh, the curves, how they're supposed to feel, and we have a game plan of what we're going to do. But the thing with luge, every run is so different. You're, you don't have two identical runs. So it's this really fun team atmosphere where a lot of times the sled gets kind of out of control and you're both working together to keep it like going straight. And there's no way you can get to the bottom of the track with one athlete doing all the work. So it really is this incredible team effort to get the sled to the bottom of the track. But we're doing two totally different things. Different things, but can you actually feel your partner moving or, or putting inputs into the sled? <laughs> when we're in a really bad spot, high up on a curve and like about to like basically crash, I can really feel him like trying to like get the sled to, to fix things. So 
yes, you can feel the other, the other athlete, but for the most part, we're so compact and doing all these tiny little motions that the way, you know, something bad happened is like the sled does something all of a sudden that you weren't expecting. And you're just like, Jason, what'd you do? Or he's just like, Chris, what were you thinking? You know, like where he's thinking we're doing this and all of a sudden I like do like a really powerful move. So you, you don't really feel the other person, but you feel the sled when it's going the wrong direction. You're like, what, what was that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When it's bad, you know, it's like you're dancing and one of you steps on the other's toes, which, which is something, you know, a thing or two about back in 2018, we saw you on our TVs swaying with a partner, but in a totally different environment. Yeah. You know, I've always really enjoyed music. I, I'm definitely not a very good dancer, but I've, I've always like, I, I did musicals uh, as a kid before traveling to Europe at 13 years old. I was always in musicals and I, I've always enjoyed that side of like, you know, drama, theater, just like acting. And I just had an amazing opportunity after 2018 winning a silver medal where I got a call, I think two days later from, uh, producer at Dancing with the Stars asking if I wanted to do this. And that was absolutely amazing to basically be thrown into such a high intensity situation where like you have to learn um, and that's all you're supposed to do. So you could devote everything. That was so much fun. So I got, I got so fortunate where I wasn't seeking it out. It, the opportunity presented itself and I just went with it. And it's worked out so far. You were the top man in your doubles luge. Did you transition right into leading on the ballroom dance floor? <laughs> listen, listen, it might have looked like I was leading a dance, but uh, those dancers and professionals are incredible. I wouldn't say I was ever leading a dance, but I could definitely follow along. And that was really cool when I felt that, you know, I was keeping up because <laughs> I mean, at that level, like keeping up is, is pretty amazing. Uh, but no, never got that far. I was really looking back, like I did like a shortened season. It was four weeks long, but if I would have done like a 10 week season, like right when I got cut before the finals, I was like, man, I'm just starting to get this. So yeah, I felt like I was, I was cut short. Did never got to my prime. In ballroom dance, you have someone who is kind of directing the dance and leading it, right? Where you, when you watch it, you see two people moving effortlessly. But a lot of times the inputs are coming from one person just so like the couple is, is moving together on cue. Uh, and that's a really good analogy for doubles where, right? I feel like the the bottom man is really creating the stability of the sled, but the top man can physically see what's happening. So they're the ones that are giving the cues for like, for instance, there's some curves where it's like, okay, once I start driving, you have to then like help me out, but don't start driving until I begin the drive. Because if we're, you know, too close to that left wall and I start driving too soon, you come in hard, we're going to hit the wall and crash into the curve. So yeah. You do have that also in doubles where, you know, it's a team effort. Uh, one person is creating the stability, but you need that person that's going to like give those little cues from which you, you know, execute your movements. So after you've gone through your dance training, how much of that did you apply to your craft onto the luge? Uh, I, I think in the case of Dancing with the Stars, 
coachability because you only have a week to learn of this really technical dance. And it's absolutely insane uh, watching the show now. Like when you see people pull off these incredible dances, you're like, wow, you did that in one week and you had no previous background in that. So I would say coachability is huge because you're going to make mistakes and learning something new quickly is a really uh, difficult task. So, I mean, Whitney called me brick, which because I had bricks for feet to start. And I think by like, you know, week three, I was pulling it off. So yeah, coachability for sure. It would take me more than three weeks, but that's what makes you a prime athlete. What makes a good doubles luge partner? And it's so interesting to know that and hear from you that the comparisons between dancing and luge aren't unfounded. Right. I I guess before doing dance, I I would never have figured out really how to associate um, the analogy of dance and how that ties into luge, doubles luge and the sport in general. But I never asked that because I realized I am not a good enough dancer to want to be able to lead that. But I think when it comes to sports like this, I think dance is a really powerful tool. It's, it's, it's a great teacher because you have to be so aware of your body in ways that you've never thought of before. And that can apply to so many different um, sports. It can apply to so many different areas in life, actually. So I think dance is a really great tool. Um, but am I good enough to, to lead a dance? Absolutely not. So we need to like learn separately and maybe then come together. And so when you're coming to this like doubles, how do you pick a good doubles partner? Well, matching up in styles is really important. Um, so right when you're approaching a dance, both partners have to not only be, you know, cued in on the music, but their movements and the way they approach music has to be similar. So that's how I would really say that doubles luge all the individual tracks. They correlate to dance because you have to study that specific track, that specific dance. Um, and once you have it, you have it. But some doubles athletes don't work well together because they just have different styles. So it has to take, um, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. I've been really fortunate where uh, my doubles partner, Jason, and I, we just kind of click from the start and it's always worked. But uh, some people go through multiple doubles partners and they just never figure it out. So I guess I was really lucky in that sense. Yeah, I would imagine the chemistry is so important. So, so you've learned the steps to this dance, the song of the track, and how you want to move to it. What do you What do you think about on the day of a race that maybe we don't see from the TV screen? So one interesting thing about luge is that it's affected by the elements, right? The weather, it's an outdoor sport, it's in the winter. So day to day, depending on the temperature, depending on the conditions, that tempo of going down the track is going to speed up or slow down. And one thing that becomes really challenging is when the track all of a sudden speeds up two, three seconds for like competition. So you can imagine like people training dance at like, you know, a certain speed and then just kind of increasing it a little bit and trying to stay as fluid as possible and hit your moves and marks with an increased or decreased tempo, even decreased sometimes, it really messes you up. So I just think everyone sees, you know, luge and they're just like, oh, it looks so easy. 
The top guys have been doing this. We've been, I've been doing this for over 20 years. I've put my whole entire life into this and I can adjust to an increased or decreased tempo where it's still really challenging. So it's not like it's the same thing for us over and over again. You know, I think that's the same thing with dance, especially with a partner. You know, there's double the chance that, you know, someone's going to do something ever so slightly differently and you have to adjust, you have to react. And that is the same in doubles. So that's what makes it really fun is that, and also frustrating because you have two people giving, you know, I, I say Luge, we give 500 inputs and 40 seconds. We're doing all of these perfect minute um, drives. And if it's just off by a little bit, it's you're playing catch up and having partners who can really adjust, react, uh, predict the other person that, um, it's really impressive to see like the people that are you know winning the Olympics. They've been doing this their entire lives, and they're very, very good at what they do. It's not as easy as it looks. I promise. They've been staples, but this year they have come out their strongest ever. They've been on the podium eight times this season, and just at the top of their game this late in their career, it's so impressive. They're in great form, and they lay down a track record time for everybody else to chase. That was very smooth. Every four years, the world's greatest athletes compete for gold. That time is now. The Winter Olympics on NBC and Peacock. 17 days of action, excitement, glory, and history in the making. Don't miss a single epic moment. The Winter Olympics continue tonight on NBC and Peacock. Follow the podium now on Spotify to get automatic downloads. And tune into the networks of NBC to watch every moment of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games.